Hey Rangers, it's John Fisher coming back at you again for our second podcast for This Is Ranger Country. I'm your host today. My co-host here is Brad Anderson, and we are so excited to be back in the studio making our second episode. Brad, I'm pumped for this. What do you think? You know, John, not knowing exactly how our first episode would go, pleasantly surprised and pleased. We had uh, listeners from across the district provide really great feedback, and you know, obviously we want to increase our our, our listeners, but uh, certainly that first episode, man, it felt great to get it off the ground. And we've been talking about it for a long time, like we said, going back all the way to the fall. And uh, certainly it was great to, to finally turn on an episode. We're on Apple uh, uh, Podcasts. We're we are. On, we're on Spotify. Yep. And uh, I think that that's the first step towards creating this community landing place where you can listen to the news and updates of Ranger Country uh, while you're driving in the car to school in the morning or to work or you're having a cup of coffee or what have you. And uh, hope you tune in, share it with your, your neighbors and your friends and fellow classmates. And let's, uh, let's get to the news here, John. Yeah. So just real quickly. The reason that we are on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts is because of community reaching out to me. They said, a lot of the students said, Fisher, I'd love to listen to the podcast that you guys are doing, but we don't use Apple. I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I had gotten so old. No problem. What do you guys listen to? And so they filled me in that Spotify was the new cool thing. And so that's why we got on two platforms. And if there's anybody out there who knows of different platforms that we probably ought to be sharing on, I'd love to get some information from you as well. So don't, you know, don't hesitate to hit me up, hit either of us up with information, things that we should know, things that you want to share about the community or how to make our podcast better. Absolutely. And uh, you can email John Fisher or myself, Brad Anderson, uh, if you have updates, if you have things that you want us to have a conversation about or announce to the community, certainly uh, get get a hold of us. And, and again, if there's another medium that we... <laughs> we need to reach you through let us know i already had one student say hey mr anderson why aren't you on youtube and i thought uh well one because i have a face for radio <laughs> and uh you know two we, we didn't think of that so perhaps that's the next step once we get down the road that uh that youtube element that's a lot what a lot of kids do yeah that's so, true i mean so, we could we could throw a camera up in the room and just film ourselves doing the podcast we're gonna be uh we're gonna be big time <laughs> for you okay we may be getting ahead of ourselves yeah, a little yeah bit. exactly butting off more than we can chew let's get to uh national merit commended students uh national merit uh is a program that recognizes the best and the brightest and hardest working students in our country and Forest Hill Central has always prided themselves on national merit scholars and uh, this year our national merit commended students at FHC include Jonah Cummings, Valerie Greenwood, Olivia Harshman, Julia Kirkman, Lindsay Larson, and Leo Treese and uh, I've had all of those students in class and it is well deserved. They are hardworking. These are bright, young, talented students and, and, and certainly this um, this achievement is a big deal for these students. And so, you know, they, they, that's, that's a permanent lifetime achievement, national merit commended students. And we also also have national merit finalists and uh, three, these three students, uh, just outstanding students, people, and uh, academic scholars. And, and those are Lucas Metallic, who was in the uh, recent Random Acts of Talent. He was. Sat down, tickled the ivories, sang a, a contemporary uh, R&B song, I believe, and just was phenomenal. I didn't even know. So all three of those kids, obviously, they're multifaceted. They've got lots right. of different talents. Lucas, I've had him in class several times, several years. I had no idea. Not to say that I didn't know he was talented, but I didn't know he right. had those particular not, talents. Not in that way. My my daughters who were watching the Random Acts of Talent were so were like, wow, who is that guy? I mean, he was he was incredible. I mean, playing the 
uh, piano and singing. So, and now we know he's brilliant as well. So, I mean, we knew he was brilliant before, but now it's official, right? Uh, Rachel Skank, uh, who is uh, just, she always has like a hundred spinning plates in the air. And Rachel is uh, undefeated right now, five and zero on the wrestling team, two-time All-State women's wrestler. She's on the water polo team, on the swim team. She's taking two classes right now at GRCC. She's dual enrolled at the local community college. And so national merit finalists add that to the laundry list of accolades that she has. Um, and good then I, I know, good Lord. Right. She may, I mean, uh, hopefully nobody takes my old high school file out and looks at that, uh, compared to hers. Wow. It's incredible what Rachel has done here with her four years at Forest Hill Central. And then Annika uh, Swanstrom, uh, is also a national merit finalist. So congrats to these folks. Um, what, what a great deal What a feather in the cap for them and feather in the cap for our community. Absolutely. So we're, uh, we're going to move on now to uh, the different parts of our district, the different buildings and the goings-on at uh, each of the different schools, right? That's right. Uh, this is news, uh, good news, the right? Good news the, good, segment. the good news segment. And uh, so at Central High School last week, Winterfest recap, what a week. And <laughs> it, was, it was a really good week. It was chaotic, it, but it was a good week. It was chaotic, and, but it felt it, it was you know, as close to a, a good week as we've had yet. And uh, thanks in large part, again, we, you know, we talked about Laura Styles last week, but we definitely want to uh, recognize, you know, Kristen O'Brien, who's in charge of Winterfest Week and her organizational efforts. Annually, she is in charge of the dance, of the snow sculptures and the window paintings and all the activities that go into it. And then, of course, uh, Jeff Manders, who we've kind of uh, dubbed the wizard. The wizard, the wizard of, of Forest Hills Central. And uh, Jeff Manders, uh, along with his crack team led by Ian Stewart uh, in the FX studio, coordinated a live streamed assembly. And we were behind the scenes for this we uh, were. as the co-hosts of the live stream. John, I've never seen anything like it at the high school level. Neither have I. I okay, again, so we talk about how there are a lot of people here that are talented and that we don't necessarily know all of their talents. But Ian Stewart, that kid is amazing. He, he seems to know almost as much, if not more, than Manders does already. Then we had Joe Clancy that was in there Joe as well. Joe Clancy, yes. They, those three were the brain trust that were like moving all the levers, pushing all the knobs, and making things function. We were live in the studio, and we would kick it out to the gymnasium, then to the auditorium, out to the snow, four locations of snow sculptures. Um, and then we did a This Is Ranger Country chant, including Central Woodlands, Pine Ridge, the Middle School, and Ada. It was incredible. It and was. it all And it worked. It did work. And it, and it worked, and we got to recognize the incredible Winterfest court, uh, including Jonas Spates, Autumn Burns, Andre Savota, uh, Luke Metallic, uh, Sam Torrey, Whitney Curry, Sawyer Bosch, Sam Musgraves, and Lindley Derrick. And as we were hosting the live-streamed event, and... We were just about to announce the king and queen. We tossed it to Steve LeBans in the auditorium. They're playing music in the background. And what happened, That John? was crazy. So uh, we had our stage manager right there that was helping us out. Tatum Otolsky was uh, kind of giving us directions. And there was a little, there was some oddness. Like one of the camera lights came on that shouldn't have been on. And right as I looked over and I was like, hey, Tatum, why? And then boom, complete darkness. Everything went dead. We didn't get to see the crowning of Sam Tory. I had no idea who the king and queen were. I, it was almost too perfectly timed. It was a little it, bit eerie. It was a little eerie. And yeah, and that gave me a little cause for concern. But turns out it was a power outage all over Ada that happened just before the announcement of, of King Sam Tory mm -hmm. and Lindley, Queen Lindley Derrick, two very deserving, uh, amazing students here at Forest Hill Central, beloved by their peers, apparently. Clearly, and, yeah. Uh, clearly, and so congratulations to them. But what a fitting end 
uh, in this year, this this calendar year, essentially, to end the Winterfest live streamed assembly with a power outage. Absolutely. And I wonder, I don't know that we ever got any clarification on what the actual cause for that was. I know Styles is kind of putting out there that we had so many people involved and so many so many cameras on and so many so many people zooming that we just crashed Ranger crashed Country. The system, but it was probably a squirrel. It was probably a, a, a squirrel a or a transformer. You know, somebody hit a post. Raccoon. Yeah, right. Um, so Winterfest week is behind us. It felt great uh, to, to have some of that normality and uh, certainly looking forward to a springtime where we can hopefully celebrate the seniors and their accomplishments. Uh, John, Central Middle School, tell us what's going on there. All right, so Central Middle School, I reached out to uh, the front office staff there and a few of my contacts to find out what they had going on. And I heard back that CMS is their student leadership team is actually hosting a Texas Relief Fund Drive, which is completely different. Like it's, it's aside from all their other typical fundraising that they do. They decided that they wanted to raise money for Texas and get it there to help people whose you know, homes are damaged or were displaced, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I've heard that it's going pretty well. I couldn't get uh, a link for how uh, community members can donate, but I'm sure if you're interested, I hear, hear that they're going to collect into next week. And so if you're interested in getting involved with that, you can reach out to, uh, I believe it's Jackie Roberts who is running it at the middle school. And I'm sure she would be more than willing to take your, uh, take your money. <laughs> yeah, Texas needs help right now. You know, our thoughts go out to those folks and uh, certainly watching the news. Uh, I've cut back considerably on the news though in 2021. It's one of my New Year's resolutions. But, uh, you know, watching the news, those folks need help and uh, what a disaster. So any relief that you can provide and uh, give it to the middle school, I'm certain that it'll be appreciated and used uh, in the right fashion. And it, it looks like it's going to the Red Cross. So reputable uh, fundraising, charitable uh, organizations so yep now there's a couple more things going on there one other thing that was an important note i heard this from michelle wallace one of my contacts that we referenced in our first episode she told me actually she told me not to drop her name but that's okay i'm not great at following directions she said that in addition to their established fundraising efforts this year and the texas relief anything that they are doing fundraising wise aside from that they're taking that money and they're actually putting it right back into our ranger community this year fantastic I, that's really cool i assume that's because of covid and just 2020 2021 in general but that's really cool that they were able to shift gears and and try to refocus and help people you know where we're at i also had one little tidbit from an anonymous source they definitely didn't want to be named but they said hey shout out to the eighth graders because they are finishing up an awkward rite of passage right now they are finishing up their their uh, uh let's see reproductive health unit in eighth grade which everybody has to go through at some point and it's, it's rarely fun, but uh, it's an important rite of passage. I was an eighth grader at CMS. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Central Woodlands, John. Okay, Central Woodlands. Uh, that's where my daughter and her friends are going to school right now. Again, shout out to Tenike and Lanning and Johnson. Uh, they said, happy March is reading month. They are looking forward to doing a huge book bowl at Central, Central Woodlands. And I guess that's where they read um, upwards of a dozen books. Each of the kids try to read them, and then they're going to have a big competition where they, they try to um, answer trivial questions about those books and compete class to class just for fun and to you know establish that, that love of reading in the kids. That's, that's great. At the middle school level, that is such an important thing to develop that, that love of reading and finding. That's a, 
education nowadays, and you remember back, and, and it's not a knock on the on the lawless '90s, but we're still we were still reading a lot of very traditional books at the middle school and, and high school level. Obviously, state mandated, right? Curriculum, and but now it seems like there's really an encouragement for students to find their niche and what they want to read. I've seen it at the elementary school level. I know here at the high school with book love. Absolutely. Um, there's an encouragement to find. You know, do you like historical fiction? Do you like you know contemporary uh, you know love stories? Whatever it is. Is, um, students are encouraged to find what they love to read as long as they're reading. Absolutely. We just want them to, to be actually going through the process of reading, absorbing those words, right. expanding their vocabulary. There's nothing better for making you a better communicator and a better writer and a better speaker, what have you, than reading because you emulate what you read. And so we just want kids to get out there, whether it's nonfiction, fiction, like you said, mystery, whatever, as long as they're enjoying it and they're doing it, that's all that really matters to us. Right, right on. So uh, keep it up, Central Woodlands. Good luck with your book bowl. Yes. Uh, to the elementary schools. So elementary schools, uh, Thornapple. Thornapple uh, had a remodel plan Zoom meeting uh, coming up March 10th at 530. So it looks like they're going to have a potential remodel oh, in the near future. they're remodeling the building. Yeah, I, I guess so. Cool. So uh, if you are uh, a Thornapple um, apple or, or what have you. <laughs> I think they're a ranger, but I'm I know. Like... I, th- I thought they were the river rats at one point, but uh, not, not entirely sure. So Thorn Apple, please uh, contact me, clarify that. We want to make sure we've got your correct mascot. Anyways, check the uh, Facebook Thorn Apple Elementary PTO page for more info. And I know that uh, those elementary school PTOs are on top of everything. They are so up to speed and up to the minute with communicating out what's going on at these individual uh, elementary schools. And uh, one side note is Thorn Apple, very proud of a lot of these PTO funded projects. Projects. They have a laundry list of them, but the one that stood out to me is the playground beautification project Ooh. that they underwent. And uh, you know, that's an, that that school dates back to the 1970s uh, and perhaps earlier. So you know, playground beautification project. I'm sure the the little tykes love that on the playground and getting out there with new equipment and uh, um, you know having a fun recess on this new playground. I'm sure that was amazing. Can this you imagine if the kids still had the playground equipment that we had when we were kids, like merry-go-rounds and and just jagged metal slides that are about a billion you degrees mean the leg in the breakers? sun. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is It is insane. Again, lawless 90s, lawless 80s. <laughs> it's a different time. Yeah, the merry-go-round. Just the idea of the merry-go-round. Uh, just, uh, it's astounding what they allowed us to... Uh, yes. To ride on. Yes. And, uh, you know, if you want to, you can, you can Google old playgrounds it's kind and, of fascinating and, and not the older much, you get the more the more terrifying it not is. much change from the 1890s to the 1990s and then all of a sudden they got uh, interested in something called safety yeah not letting, and liability not, not losing kids at school <laughs> exactly it's a good thing. yeah I, you know who didn't chip their tooth or get stitches or break an arm on a on an elementary school playground back in the 80s brad i literally did both of those things i, I knocked out one of my front teeth on a slide <laughs> and i smashed the back of my head open playing tag of on course, a slide of course so, uh you know so they're much more safe now but uh, check out the thorn apple uh, playground beautification project. And then at Pine Ridge, um, Pine Ridge, you have parent-teacher conferences coming up March 15th through the 19th, so parents be on the lookout for that. And then there's a Capriati's Sandwich Shop fundraiser uh, March 10th, 11 a.m. to 6.45 p.m., where 15% will go to Pine Ridge, uh, 15% of the sales will go to Pine Ridge. I'm going to be there primarily because, and I'm sad to say, I have not been to Capriati's yet. Oh my gosh, you haven't? I have not been there. I apologize to Capriati's, but after March 10th, I will confidently be able to say I have, and oh. I will try it for my entire family. Uh, we'll, we'll get a meal there and uh, do our due diligence. That's amazing. I, I Okay, so... You mentioned the uh, the parent teacher conferences, the family teacher conferences. I think that probably holds true for all the school schools. They're, right. they're kind of all fitting. Into it, we're this getting month. into that mode in March. Yes. Yeah. But uh, Capriati's really piqued my attention. I've been going there. Uh, I don't want to out myself too much, but uh, Tony Saltini and I have gone there 
enough times that the owner recognizes us and we're like, hey, we're going to do this one again. They're like, oh, this is like the third time. You're becoming a regular. Yeah. I, I do like being a regular in places in my community yes. and recognizing the people. We might have to do a, a piece on the guy who started it. He's, I don't know his name, but he is a very charismatic guy. He'll come out and talk to you. Um, and love that. They seem to really enjoy working there too. And the food is really, really I've good. heard good things. So uh, we'll check it out and hope to see those Pine Ridge parents and families there uh, with their kiddos on March 10th, 11 a.m. to 6.45 p.m. at Capriati's. And then Ada, um, Ada, we need to get a, a you know shout out to Mary Beth Stout, who uh, works in the office there at Ada. I know she's one of our listeners. And uh, Mary Beth uh, was up here at the high school. Her sons came through. Um, Nick's Nick, year, Nick, Nick, He's Nick, a senior. Nick's a senior. Noah is at the uh, Air Force Academy, too. You know, stellar students and, and great young men that have came through and the Stout family is obviously they're a, they're a fixture in the community and so uh, Mary Beth and uh, the crew at Ada when you have an update on things going on at uh, Ada Elementary School reach out to us and we'll be happy to get it up uh, on the show and and let the community know what's going on at Ada. Absolutely. Uh, Forest Hills Public Schools board meeting March 15th at 7 p.m. I believe you can tune in via Zoom that's been standard modus operandi for the uh, for the FHPS uh, board meetings if you're interested in that but uh, the biggest thing on the calendar for them I believe is the 2021 State of the District Luncheon on Thursday, May 6, 2021 at noon. It's going to be a live virtual event, as always, and I believe uh, they recognize a, a number of of awards uh, for for lifetime leadership and, and uh, commitment to the community, and then they they award a school team. It used to be uh, a district teacher of the year. Now they recognize a team of teachers, which I think is really cool. That so is a good idea. Yeah, and and it, it really fosters that sense of um, cooperation and teacher collaboration. Collegiality. Collegiality. Yeah, right. Great word, John. I know. Collegiality. I, I, I like my words. Yeah, you you, you do. Um, so that's the news uh, going uh, across the district. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, for the fundraising efforts, get involved. If you need to get uh, keep an eye out for uh, family teacher conferences, please do that. And and again, kindergarten registration is underway. Um, you know, so, Brad, before we move on to the hometown hero segment, I just got to say you mentioned May sixth for the district luncheon, and that that shocked me because I cannot believe that we are already in March and approaching graduation of our seniors. I mean, they're graduating going away uh, May 17th this year. I'm not sure what their last day at the school is, Yeah, but it's it's coming up fast. It's coming up fast, and we are, I just did the update on my board in my classroom, we're 29 uh, total days away from the beginning of spring break, 20 school days, if my count is correct, from spring break. So yeah, talking about May, I mean, it's around the corner. I'm, I'm looking at my April calendar already, uh, quite frequently planning out April. So yeah, May 6th is around the corner and you know, it's hard to believe we're here in March. I mean, last March, you know, what a long year that month oh, was. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. March 13th. I'll you know, never forget. Man, we'll have to do a special edition on March 13th. That's a or, great idea. Or, uh, you know, kind of talk, to talk about the year that has been. Yes, so, absolutely. Okay. Um, so speaking moving, of seniors and, and let's move on to that hometown yeah, hero segment. Hometown heroes. And again, if, if this, if you're a first time listener tuning into episode two <laughs> for the first time, uh, the hometown heroes, that's, that's a terminology that John and I and others use uh, for these young folks that are juniors and seniors who are outstanding in the community They're with either athletics or the fine arts or academics, and they walk tall in the community, they volunteer, they're visible, and they're well-respected by students and staff and families. And our two hometown heroes this week, uh, first up is Carson Dynas. Carson Dynas is an FHC varsity football player, also a FHC lacrosse player. He's a football two-time team captain, and I imagine captain of the lacrosse team as well. Well, two-time all-conference, 
all-state football player, and he'll be playing football next year in the fall for Kalamazoo College, which awesome. is a D3 college right around the corner. And uh, on a personal note, I've had Carson in, in uh, AP World History, and he is one of the most humble, uh, intelligent, and respectful young men that you'll come across. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've had, I had his older brother, Cam, uh, in, in class as well, he plays football at, at Hope, I believe, right now. But uh, you know what? A, what a you know outstanding family. And, and Carson has represented our, our community well on the football field, in the hallways, uh, in, in in the community. And so um, our home, our first hometown hero is Carson Dynas. And uh, congrats. Um, anything to say? I was just gonna I was gonna say a couple of things that you already said. That family is amazing, and and those boys are. They're everything you would want a student and, and a member of the community to be, but they are so humble about it. They don't brag. They're not, you know, they're not very outspoken, frankly, in classes. You may overlook them because they are quiet. They are dedicated. They get the job done, and they're just good people. And they will hit you hard <laughs> well, <laughs> on the football. Hopefully not me. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> but proverbially, they, they are hard hitters on the football field, and, and I know that Carson is going to do very well in college and, and beyond in representing Forestville Central Ranger country. And then Annika Santos. Um, Annika, um, remarkable young person, uh, fencing champion international fencing champion uh she is internationally she walks these halls 1300 students and she's this you know highly intelligent thoughtful uh caring um young lady she's internationally ranked uh an all-american she's going to uh, fence next year at new york university in the fall and she fences out of the grand rapids fencing academy that is coached by the sarkasov family i don't know if you remember uh, Diana and Mitch Sarkasov, uh, about 10 years ago, 15 years ago for, for Diana, they came through for uh, central. Anyhow, uh, Annika is uh, one of these amazing fencers. She's on the Filipino national team and, um, represents them internationally. Last year, she came to the wrestling room and she put on a fencing demonstration and I actually got to fence her. And uh, there, I mean, I, I think I still have the bruise that represents <laughs> she, where she got me, but uh Certainly, Miss Santos is is a remarkable human being walking these hallways, and and again, humble. You would never know she's this like world renowned fencing uh, swordsman or swords person. And uh, you know, there you go. I mean, you know, that's that's. Um, you said that she's she's quiet, she's humble. That that kind of uh, goes along with both of our hometown heroes, and that made me think of something that Jonah Spates said on FX, which is our local uh, a news broadcast here in the building. He said, I, I can't remember who he was spotlighting. Oh, one of our divers. Uh, I can't Cole remember. Heisong. Cole Heisong. We're going to talk about in a minute. And he said, we walk past greatness every day in these hallways and don't even know it. And I, I thought that was really profound. Very profound. I mean, look at look at the accolades that some of these people have. And uh, you would never have any idea because people who are really good at their sports or their activities or their passions seldom brag about it. So that's what we're here for. We're going to brag for them because they deserve that attention. Right on, John. Right on. And, and Carson and Annika are hometown heroes this week, our March 3rd hometown heroes. And uh, when you get when you see them in the hallways or you see them in the community, give them a pat on the back uh, because they do amazing work. And, and again, humility, and uh, they just represent us so well. 
uh, out beyond the hallways. Just uh, make sure not to startle them because they seem like they can be, be dangerous because, people. Yeah, be, yeah. <laughs> they got quick reflexes. Because one's a sword fighter and the other one's a linebacker, yeah, exactly. a college linebacker. Not the kind of people you want to make angry. <laughs> exactly. Um, so staff spotlight this week. Staff spotlight, we're, we have three teachers uh, that were recommended, and, and that's kind of cool that we're getting recommendations now. Just after one week, we had people reach out and say, hey, these are some teachers that uh, we believe are, are deserving, and we actually have a list going now we do. of teachers that, that is growing. But we can always use more. Always we could use always more. use more. So reach out. If you have somebody that you'd like uh, us to uh, talk about, if you have a story, please send it to us. Uh, first up, Christy Butler. Christy Butler uh, is, is a teacher here at Central High School. She's been teaching for 11 years. Subjects and grades taught her uh, biology, AP biology, chemistry, and AP research. And her favorite thing about Ranger Country is the students here, uh, which are the lifeline of our community. And, he learned, and she learns so much from them and is constantly reminding her <laughs> that she's getting old. That's what she said. Oh, well, okay. I don't think she's that old, actually. No, that... no. She's younger than us, exactly. of course. So that would make and us I... really old. Oh, man. And uh, so she's, she's uh, uh, as a science teacher, it's uh, no surprise, she says, that she has a nerdy hobby. I don't think this is that nerdy, but I think it's kind of cool. She's been collecting rocks since she was really young. My daughters collect rocks, and so I'm, I don't think that's nerdy at all, uh, Christy. Uh, I think it's very awesome. Uh, but her favorite summer activity is to go up north and visit a former FHC teacher, a little mystery there, and walk, mm. a rock, walk a rocky beach and talk and catch up and collect rocks together. What a cool... That is really cool. That's that's a, what, a, what a neat, like, that's tradition. Kind of an, interesting, an interesting note about her. I know that uh, Christy, so she's been here in the building for a long time. I've been teaching in this building for 10 or 11 years now at this point, and she's been here virtually that entire time. And she is one of the people who's always pushing always pushing the science department, pushing the school in general to to move forward and, and stay on the cutting edge. She's reached out and helped expand, not not single-handedly, but with the help of her, her colleagues, expanded that science program, not just within our building and into other buildings, but also into our community. They, they work with, the, um, who is it that they connect with in our local community? Do you know? I can't think of who it is, but it's one of the foundations. Is it the Waggy Foundation? I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure. We'll have to do a little bit more research on that. But, yeah, certainly she connects. And is it, it makes Van Andel Institute? It may be, it might be, be Van Andel Institute, but she connects uh, with the community and really draws in those real-world experiences. And uh, I'll remember a couple of years back they did, an, they did a walking tour of these science projects. And I, I think it was maybe two years ago, and they invited the teachers and students, and we kind of the upstairs was turned oh, going into, this, into different classrooms. Going into different classrooms. I, do and I thought that. that was so cool and so real world, and the students had to stand there and explain their projects and their research. And I always thought that was a really neat, neat project. And uh, you know, Christy is like you said, she's one. She puts in the hours. She puts oh, she in does. the time. She is well-prepared, and I know her teaching buddy and teaching partner, Patty Richardson, and her, uh, you know, really push each other and uh, to be their best and, uh, you know, leading that science department. And, and for Christy, I know she's not just a, a you know, a statewide uh, recognized uh, science teacher. She's also national, you know, and, and uh, you know, Christy uh, is our first teacher. Um, so thanks for all that you do for Ranger Country. Much appreciated. We are the better for having you here. Yeah, I think in her spare time, she is currently, or she was in the past, their department chair as well well so she is she's just wearing so many hats and, all the time and i believe she's uh, her and patty are in charge of prom so good, Lord, good how, luck this year how do, <laughs> they make it look so easy it's, they, do, they do they do they have a lot of uh, plates spinning in the air and uh so thank you christy for all that you do for ranger country our second teacher spotlight is brandon greer at pine ridge elementary school and this is his 20th year 
20th year uh, teaching in Forest Hills. I like and, his, his side note, wow, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, right. And he teaches third grade and he loves it. And his, his favorite thing about Ranger Country is the community. And the fact that people are here for each other. And when you're down, there will always be someone there to help you pick, to pick you back up. Um, he is a 1996 graduate of Forest Hill Central High School. And both of his girls are, are Rangers. One is in the second grade. One is in kindergarten. And he teaches in the same building where his mom used to teach. How's that for tradition? That's, yeah, amazing. That is amazing. Legacy. He's proud to be bringing up the next generation of Rangers and sharing with them everything he's learned over the years. It's not only a school district. It's really like a family. And I couldn't agree more with Brandon. Uh, my daughter had Mr. Greer as a teacher. She absolutely loved him. She she came home every day talking about the exploits of Mr. Brandon Greer. Oh my gosh. He, he okay. My daughter, Julia, also had Brandon Greer. And it was one of her, no offense to the other teachers, she had a lot of great teachers at Pine Ridge. Frankly, all of them were great in some way. But the year that she had Brandon Greer, she just happened to be in there with two of her best friends. And they wow. got the information at the same time. We had them open envelopes, and they all saw Greer, and they lost their minds. And that memory is in my heart forever because it's just a beautiful moment that I'll probably look back on as an old man and cry. Yeah. But it was just a beautiful year, and they had so much fun in his class because he's so authentic and so real with the kids. He connects with kids in such an amazing way. You know, he brings them into little secrets like, hey, don't tell my wife that I'm having this Diet Coke. And just, just <laughs> little things like that that make the kids instantly love and in, are so engaged in the learning in his classes. Yeah, I saw it with my own daughter, and, she, and he really instilled a love of learning and just a love of, of like you said, community and people and being together. And, uh, you know, Brandon means a lot to this community. And, and, and on a more serious note, and, and this was a story that he wished to share, but uh, he'll never forget. Um, when his oldest daughter passed away, and this was a few years back, um, that Superintendent Dan Beam was one of the first people in line to pay his respects at the visitation, and he will never forget that. And that really, you know, speaks to what he says about Ranger Country, and this is a family. Yeah. And, um, you know, how special uh, of a teacher he is. He, he is equally, if not more, special to the community, and, and really that, uh, that rare gem that you find. Uh, but but actually, those rare gems are very common here in Ranger Country. They really are. And, and Brandon, I mean, I think I don't think that I can uh, put a better word to it than that. Just a rare gem, diamond in the rough, perhaps. But I, I remember that time. My uh, my my wife works at the hospital, and so I, I'm not going to say exactly in what capacity she was a part of that. But uh, Brandon has said that it's okay to to share that connection um, that my wife worked with his oldest daughter, Abby. And, uh, and she was an amazing little person. And I remember when they found out that she had cancer and the, the fundraiser that we did. And when that whole thing went down, it was, it, was, it was a hard time. I'm sure it was a dark time for them. But I know that he has come through that uh, with, with an appreciation for life and his kids and all kids. He still considers himself to be a father of three. Right? He's got, he's got yes. two little girls, I believe. And then he will always have Abby and he will always have her in his heart. And he, he was afraid that was too serious to share on our podcast. But I say that's the kind of story that we all need to know about and need to share because pain and, and, and coming through that grief and loss and, and the community rising up to just wrap their arms around him, literally and figuratively, those are the kinds of stories that we all want to hear these days. This is our community, and that's how amazing our community can be. That's right, John, 100%. Uh, our last... Uh, teacher spotlight is a good friend of ours uh tim rogers uh coach tim rogers got some stories call, about this guy too yeah, yeah right and uh years teaching nine years here at fhc 17 years in the college ranks oh my god he's been here for nine years i know 
blink of an eye. It really has been. And uh, he's a strength and conditioning teacher. He's taught PE at Central Woodlands. And his favorite thing about Ranger Country is this is a very supportive community that wants to be great at everything we do and any int- uh, uh, anything that we do, uh, we want to be the best at. Um, he was a head uh, head college football coach for time and, and actually coached in the Ivy League League at Cornell at University. Cornell. And uh, we are just lucky to have Tim here. You know, personally, uh, one of my first times that I met him, I was in the wrestling room. It was the middle of the summer. He had just been hired, I believe, uh, in late springtime. And, uh, and I had wrestlers in the wrestling room. And he came by and he knocked on the wrestling room door, came in, introduced himself. And he says, I can't wait to work, work with the uh the wrestling team you know a good wrestling team good football program we're going to be working together and it just that started us off on, on a really high note and from there you know i, I consider tim to be not only a, you know a great colleague but a good friend and uh we've actually uh we work together with um in the in, in our off season uh with something called the athletic timers of michigan we time uh cross country events and track events in the springtime is that a small and, and business that you guys are getting it's going it's a little, little little uh side business a little you know? hustle a little little side hustle you know we're teachers and we have those those moments where we can have you know we can do a little bit extra work but that's something that's a little project that, that tim is spearheaded and uh, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun to work with tim on but uh certainly uh a legendary coach absolutely yeah, uh, I, I can't remember my first impressions of Tim because it, it doesn't seem like it was nine years ago. No. But we have, we've since had several, several times where we've uh, spent some time together, and he's given me advice about continuing education, and we've had discussions about he's, he's reached out and offered help on, on certain topics. I will say that the, the number one thing uh, that jumps into my head, other, other than him being an amazing football coach and really cre- recreating that community of the football team, uh, I think it was two years ago when we played the staff versus varsity softball game. Do you remember that? You were <laughs> I, in it. I do. I think you were playing I, uh, left field. I was for left us. field. Yeah. I was playing shortstop, which is just way above my pay grade. Right. Frankly, I might have been third base. I'm not sure. But Tim, he, it just shows he he's a significant figure. You kind of look to him, and he's got that that bravado and. And, but he's also willing to put himself out there and be a goof just like the rest of us. He stepped yes. up to the plate uh, in shorts, I believe. Hadn't swung a bat in probably a couple of decades, not to, not to age him here. But he swung that bat so hard that uh, he did a full 360. <laughs> and I will never forget that because it was amazing. Yeah. He did not hit the ball that time, but it was, it was a great memory. It's one of those memories that uh, that whole the, the softball team, and I hope we get back to that game. I hope it we can do the, that this it was the year. Te- it was the amazing. staff softball team game. But, uh, but Tim, what, what he's done here at Forest Hill Central is he has, you know, the football program, it, quite frankly, you could consider the heartbeat of the school, especially in the fall. And, and I don't mean just the, just the players. I mean, everything that comes with, with football on a Friday night that we talked about last week from the sideline cheerleaders to the dance team, to the band that plays at the halftime, to the youth players, to the concessions and the community that comes and watches. Um, Tim really made those Friday nights, the place to be again. And our players and our parents have bought in to his, you know, his Chicago ethic. And Tim tells it to you straight he, he he coaches kids up he tells them where they're at where they need to be he holds them accountable he he, he instills toughness um in, in his players and he doesn't take any guff from anybody and tim when he came in here i know that he made some moves that you know he, he was trying to set the tone mm-hmm. and, and look where we are nine years later you know we're a perennial 
playoff team. We're on the cusp. You know, a couple years ago, we were in the state semifinals. This year, we were one play away from defeating the returning state champions. One questionable play. And and, and more (laughs) importantly, it's the young people that he's producing. Absolutely. It's they're, they're humble. They're hardworking. These guys play together as a team. There are 11 guys out on that field in, 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 in perfect, well, in, in harmony with one another. It's great to see, and we appreciate all of Tim's efforts here in Ranger country. Definitely, I know he's got a lot left to do uh, if you talk to him, but he's already cemented himself as a legendary uh, coach here at Forest Hill Central. He has indeed. Speaking of that, um, are we going to athletics next, or what do we got? We'll go right next? into athletics from there. All right. um, just a quick update. F- uh, last night, FHC uh, boys basketball over Northview, fifty-five to forty-eight. Jonas Spates, Jonas Spates picking up thirteen points. Girls basketball, FHC or, over Northview, fifty-three to twenty-nine. Nicely Th- done. Theron Halleck, uh, leading scorer of that game. Hockey has a game tonight versus Forest Hills Northern Eastern at three p.m. It takes two teams to play R one. It right? certainly does. <laughs> uh, swim team is is found uh, some great success as of late uh the relay team of ben rogala gavin kai avery letourneau and roman kalachinsky uh won the relay with a time of one minute 43 seconds uh, 0.97 seconds isaac stewart won the uh, 200 freestyle with a time of one minute 54 seconds 0.40 seconds and cole Highsong, who we mentioned hey, earlier that's our dive guy that's our dive guy breaks the fhc diving record with uh, 287 points and he said he's shooting for 300 good so lord. good lord is right and they that we had an fx um uh, like an expose kind expose of. on him and uh man good lord you know the, the the flips that he's doing in the air very impressive i know right? okay so i don't know about you but when when summer rolls around and ken george opens up his backyard to a few of us teachers we go over there he's got a pool he's got a diving board um i, I think that i probably look just as good as him in, yeah. uh, in, in my diving routines <laughs> yeah. but yeah. i gotta say that that expose that fx did the behind the scenes right. and showing some of what he can do uh, it is remarkable. I mean, it's clean. It looks like some Olympic diving. Sure really does. does very, me. very impressive young man. Very impressive young young man. And uh, wrestling tonight is senior night against Kenowa Hills at 6 p.m. Uh, extra matches start. We'll have a ladies uh, matches uh, right before the senior recognition, and then the varsity duel. Uh, the wrestling team record is seven and four right now. Team leaders are Caden Jacobs, 11 and 0. Uh, freshman Grayson Ripmaster is 10 and 1, and Isaac Gurley uh, is 9 and 2. So we'll have that duel tonight and uh you know recognizing our seniors uh, and that's what's going on uh at fhc with athletics if you want to check out fhcsportsreport.com uh, for their podcast and their updates uh they're very good about that so check it out uh fine arts updates john all right what do we got going on we oh we have the musical yes right so we are we're gonna have a, a bit of an unorthodox if you will method of doing the musical this year everybody loves when the musical rolls around it's a great opportunity to go out and see a little bit of community theater see our our students and some of our parents even sometimes some younger siblings get involved in theater this year obviously with uh, things being the way they are covid and whatnot uh, even though i, I hear businesses are going to be able to open back up to 50 percent come friday and i'm pretty excited about that but still there's that 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 thing hanging over us. And so they're going to be doing this year's musical as a live stream, like kind of a feature film, right? They're going to be, that's they're, incredible. They're going to be recording the whole thing in advance and they're going to be engineering all the audio and making it really a high end performance. And then you're going to be able to get that online. And I, the show is high school musical, which is a classic. Uh, and it's got some great music in it. I think it's going to be fun for the whole family, and it's going to be a really good show. I can already tell that's going to be a Saturday night, popcorn popped. Absolutely. Uh, big screen TV, and uh, you know, watching that from the comfort of home, that's going to be great. It'll be another Robin DeMeester 
uh, magical show. Looking forward to it. She always puts it all together, man. It, she, it always ends up being great. She sure does. And, you know, that's the story for a lot of our, our FHC teachers. You know, it, when you're seeing kind of the behind the scenes, it looks messy, but then all of a sudden the finished product is, is, is phenomenal. Yep. And uh, certainly looking forward to that. So this brings us to our last segment, uh, the local business feature. We didn't get there last week because, uh, like teachers at FHC, we usually over-prepare and have more content and more lesson uh, than we need. And so, But we definitely wanted to spotlight this week because both John and I, we feel very passionate about our local uh, towns, Ada and Cascade. And so this week we wanted to highlight the development in, uh, in, in Ada first before we got to some of our Ranger recommendations. Uh, development in Ada, uh, John, what, what are you excited about? Okay, I'm most excited. There's a, there's a lot of things that go on in Ada that we haven't been able to do over the course of the last year or so. I'm most excited about the amphitheater because I think we're going to have some live music there, and I think that would just be a great place to go and, and you know listen to some live music and hang out and enjoy the weather and enjoy our, our, our downtown Ada community area. I'm really looking forward to that experience. I, I am as well, and one of my favorite things and my kids' favorite things is the beers at the bridge in the summertime uh, at Leonard Field right down near the covered bridge. That's always so much fun you got the enclosed area the kids are running around having fun they'd ha- you know the what's the thirsty perch is, is one of the local favorite bands and they play and that's put on by the ada historical society in the township and that's always fun so that's actually what i look forward to most there we also had the opening of the ada library oh this, yeah this past I think they, week they revised what they were going to do with it and, uh, at some point in 2020 and kind of shifted gears with it and yes it's- and it's a community center as well i haven't been in there but uh my, my mom kathy anderson and and my daughter have been in there uh to check it out and they say it's awesome and uh you know certainly in the coming months i'll make sure to get in there and we'll get a full report on the ada library is so that, is that connected with the kdl uh it is library it is system? the kdl um puts the books in there and you know the township uh, provides the venue for it and so it's going to check a lot of boxes we're going to have a local library we're going to have a local meeting area community center and uh, it's just going to anchor the community and I look forward to getting in there Um, so development in Ada very exciting I I drove through uh, yesterday the sun was out I could see people walking around you could start to see some of that foot traffic lots of people walking yes and uh, you know kudos to Ken Dixon who's one of the uh uh, you know, masters behind the idea of the, the, the layout of Ada, who we're going to try to get Ken Dixon here in the studio to talk about the ideas behind Ada uh, here in the coming weeks. And we'll pick his brain about what we can look forward to there. But this brings us to our Ranger recommendations and uh, my recommendations. Hopefully we make this a regular uh, part of the show, but my recommendation this week is uh, pit stop. Love the pit stop. That is the ultimate comfort food. Uh, and the pit stop is located in that, uh, that plaza near D&W. Owner Matt and Sue Smith. Uh, pit stop has been a staple since 2012. Opened the store in January of 2015. It is the worst kept secret, as you said, John, in it, Cascade. It really is. I mean, they, they moved in there kind of understated, right? They took the, the spot that I believe was a Papa John's at one point. Yep. Right? Back in the day. Correct. And all they did was put up BBQ. And then they put that big, like, cast iron pig out front. And there was a mystery, like, what's going on? What, what is this what going is to be? And uh, then it became a catering place. And I, I remember early on, Mr. Passnoff, for one of our staff experiences. Yes, out of Falsburg Park. He got us some brisket and some other delicacies from them. And I realized right then that I was absolutely in love. I was with, hooked. <laughs> with I was hooked. Yeah, 100%. And their pulled pork is some of the best pulled pork you will have. And then... Um, 
Yeah, there's a They're, reason that they have both local and and national acclaim. Local and national acclaim, and I think one of the one of the best things they did is they set up, like you said, and they started cooking and smoking, and that smoke billowed out from that location, and oh, people yeah. were like, "What is happening? Where is that? Where smell is that?" And, and they from? could smell it, and I think the smell was part of their marketing ploy. But but certainly, mm. um, the pit stop. And one of my side stories is I had a uh, the best man at my wedding. He lives in Mount Pleasant. He called me up in the summertime, and he said, "Hey." Uh, you know, me and a few teacher friends, we're driving down. We have a half day today. We're driving down on the half day to eat lunch at the pit stop. Do you know about the pit stop? And I was like, heck yeah, I do. I was like, I will meet you there. Cause I believe we had a, a half day too, you know, it was like in, in, in August. And so I met him there with his friends from the Mount Pleasant teaching staff. We waited in line and the line was out the door into the parking lot. And it's like, it's like a scene from the Seinfeld uh, where this, you know, yeah, I didn't want to make, but you come in and it's like, you have to have your order ready and you have to like, if it's your first time you ring the bell and everybody cheers and uh, it's such a cool atmosphere. And then the food doesn't disappoint. And then of course, it's not just the food there. It's the fact that you have the hometown workers, the, uh, the pit boys. Yes. So Matt, Matt is the owner and, and Matt and Sue Smith are the ones who put it together and they hire the pit boys. That's their crew who helps them prepare the meat and smoke it and get everything ready and make sandwiches and that sort of thing. And a lot of our former and current FHC students have been the, the pit boys. Right. So. You, have, you have Jonah Spates, who, you know, always welcomes you with a smile when you come in. The Sergeant, uh, the Sergeant brothers have all worked there at some point. Uh, the Jeffries brothers I have Lucas in class right now. Tommy Hendricks, Mr. All-American himself, Tommy Hendricks, uh, worked there. He was a wrestler, student council president, uh, drum major. And, and then many players on the hockey team, lacrosse team. And, that, and that's what's really neat about that place is it's not only a, um, you know, just good food, but it's good people. Yeah, And absolutely. they support the community and you know, every time we have a, a staff event, if we're catering pit stop, I know it's going to be great. And I believe our wrestling banquet this year is going to be catered by pit stop. Nice. So I know that every time, go wrong. every time we're going to have a staff event, I go to Steve and say, are we getting pit stop? Like, <laughs> right. hey, we're getting pit stop this well, time, right? The, uh, the homecoming tailgate last year uh, was was catered by pit stop. So go check out pit stop. Uh, now we've made the line even longer for ourselves. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, on a Friday. And the most disappointing visit I ever had there was it was 6 p.m. on a Thursday and I really wanted pulled pork from pit stop and I showed up and the tray was empty. Oh. And I was so disappointed. But you know what? I, I, I scrounged up a, a styrofoam box of good stuff anyways and was not was not let down. I guess uh, that's kind of a rite of passage as well. Exactly. To get there too late. John, what's your Ranger recommendation? This so week? my Ranger recommendation for this week is one of my absolute favorite places in general, but also in the Ada Cascade area, and that is Gravel Bottom Craft Brewing and Supply. Um, I've been going there since the owner, Matt, opened it up. Um, he opened it up at a different location in Ada back before the rebuild, before they, they revised all of Ada. And I just happened to stumble in there one day after doing like a warrior dash or something like yeah. that. And uh, it was a small place, and I actually sat down with the owner. He, he sat down with me, and we had a conversation. I got to meet... Uh, Matt Michaels, I believe he pronounces it. It's it's the French spelling. So his wife, Erica, is a pediatrician here in our community, and I've met her as well. I've seen their kids. And then the owner, or not the owner, the general manager is Jeff Avink, and he's there all the time, wears these little Harry Potter glasses, very easy to recognize. Yes. Uh, lovable man. He lives right in our very community welcoming. as well, right off 36th Street. These are great people, and I'll never forget the first time I went there and I was talking to Matt, like, how did you get into this? You're You're the first brewery in our community. And he said he, he was a home brewer, always very enthusiastic. He wanted to make a place where other home brewers could get together and discuss the craft and get supplies. But more importantly, he was, I believe, a commercial 
um, not an account. auditor auditor. Yes. A commercial auditor. He was in corporate America and he wasn't feeling it. it, it it's a very similar story to the founders, uh, the beginnings of founders. Yeah. Oh, which that's another great story. Yeah. Four stills connections. Yes. I had their daughter, but that's a, another day and another dollar. Right. Uh, so he, he decided to start up this business and he put his heart and soul into, into remaking that place and making it beautiful and amazing. And I, I'll never forget. He said, on opening night, he went to the bank to get some money for the till so he could make change. And that was the last $60 that was in his bank account. Get out of that here. That he took the last money out of his bank account, put it in the till, and said, my God, I hope this works. That is incredible. I've never heard that story. Yeah. That is incredible. Well, I, I too, uh, love Gravel Bottom uh, for, for various reasons, but I think it's the closest thing we have to kind of the cheers Absolutely. in our town where everybody knows your name. And, and, you, and you walk in there, and whether it's Jeff or Matt... Uh, or one of their bartenders, uh, they will. Haley, well, Haley is amazing. If you go go there, you'll you'll know her. She's uh, short and vivacious. Yeah, and they, they have uh, just a great staff there. Great ambiance. You walk in and you just feel like you're at home. And uh, you know, great food for the kiddos. My kids love the tater tots. Like yep. it, it, you know, tater tots at home, not special. Tater tots at Gravel Bottom, it's like <laughs> it's, it's a big how that deal. Works, isn't it? Yes, it yeah. is. They just got a new uh, chef there as well. He was the former owner of Suburba, which used to be a restaurant yes. in the Ada yeah, area. Right, I remember. Unfortunately, Suburba. didn't work out, but now he's working through Gra Gravel Bottom, That's and fantastic. their food is becoming next level. Uh, I tried some of the stuff that they're going to have this summer. I'm not saying I go there so often that they use me as a guinea pig, but <laughs> they gave me some stuff and said, what do you think about this slider? And I said, there's no way you're going to be able to keep enough of these in stock that's if you fair. try to sell this that, this summer. That's wonderful. I yeah. cannot wait to go try some gravel bottom new new food uh, selections. So, well, Brad, so, we're over our 45 minutes. We're, we're on the 48 minute right we're now. We're on so the 48. We'll so wrap it up so we, went, we went over. and uh, But, man, uh, another opportunity to learn about what's going on in Ranger country. And, again, um, reach out to us, uh, B Anderson at fhps.net, J.O. Fisher at fhps.net, uh, or you can reach out to us on uh, social media. We'd love to talk about uh, some amazing teachers that uh, you've had experiences with. If there's a hometown hero you, that you think we should talk about, school updates, uh, businesses, any or any topic you want us to talk about. And in fact, today I think we tried to fit in, you know, a, a lot, lot into a little. So maybe one thing we can do is kind of break down, maybe have some special episodes i know that we've talked about some special episodes in the future where we focus on certain topics here at forest hills uh, central ranger country but again uh it's always a great day to be with you uh, mr really fisher a lot of fun man i look forward to it and uh you know we go back in full up at the high school on monday so we're gonna have to carve out an hour and a half of time on another day yep. uh, because we can't we uh we, we got to keep this going but anyhow uh here we are i want you to do three things for me uh ranger country i want you to use good judgment if you have to stop and think whether it's right or wrong it's probably wrong and nothing good happens after midnight absolutely true brad thank you so much one final shout out to homer spidell longtime uh, head custodian here we love you we miss you you're a great man and that's it for us today rangers you guys take care and we will see you next time